Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour, episode number 356. I want you to do me one favor on this before we get to this holiday. Well, I guess it is this holiday weekend, technically. I hate it when holidays are on like a Tuesday. It's always weird. It's even worse when we're on a Thursday. Like, which weekend do we celebrate? Is it the weekend after? Is it the weekend before? Just celebrate both is the answer. But take what I want off. you to do, take a week off. I want you to like and subscribe on our YouTube channel. You can search Dynasty Happy Hour. Hopefully you're watching it there now. And if you are, hopefully you've already liked and you subscribed. That would be helpful. Uh, you can get us in video format on YouTube as well as on Facebook. We are broadcasting there as well. So check that out. And you can uh, jump in our comment section if you got some uh, questions while we're here. We've got Mike in the chat. We've got Jamie in the chat saying hi and yo. We are live. Absolutely. It is just James and I this week. Tyler is uh, coming back from the lake. He's probably as red as a tomato. He's going to put kids down, do all that stuff. He's like, you know what? I'm out tonight. And I was like, that's cool. James and I, a two-man box. It's all good. I was gone last week. I was away from my, uh, I almost said honeymoon. I got married 19 years ago for my anniversary uh, up in the White Mountains of North Conway, having a grand old time. Uh, so I missed last week's episode, but I am back next week. All three of us should be back in the building. So the Triforce will be back together. If you're a tentative, fan, tentative, I have my Scott fish. I have my Scott fish bowl draft next week. Oh, so you'll we'll be see fine. how wasted you'll, you'll be fine. Yeah. By the time eight, nine o'clock rolls around, you'll be great. So this week we are going to continue with our dynasty divisional breakdowns, the DDBs, if you will. And we are going over the NFC South, which stinks because Tyler misses out on his favorite team, the Atlanta Falcons as he would say. Um, so yeah, but we're going to cover it for you here. We're going to jump into some news. Uh, but before we do that, James, how the hell was your ho- holiday weekend? Uh, it's going great so far at the beach yesterday, just had dinner with the fam gearing up. Like I said, for Scott fishbowl, I got another exciting SFB 13 t-shirt on Very today. Nice. Um, one of my favorite brands of soda. Tyler calls it pop Coca-Cola. Um, even though I'm not in this division, which I would love to have been in this division, um, I'm going to be representing the Pats King of Stakes at the live Philly draft next week. Um, go check out everything. SFB, SFB 14 just opened up. I know uh, you'll be at the uh, draft next weekend. I'll be at the Boston draft at the Lansdowne pub representing the cheers division. Uh, on the 15th of July. So we've got back-to-back weekends of some SFB fun to talk about when you guys join up on the uh, on the podcast. And I think Tyler is doing the live one in Minnesota as well. And I don't know, remember when that one is, but it's either in one of these next two weeks. Uh, so I'm super excited for that. I'm drafting out of the four spot, um, which will be a lot of fun. Guaranteed a big quarterback or Travis Kelsey. Let's roll. Um, mm. So I'm happy to be in that spot of the draft, which is really nice. Uh, so thank you for Jamie and Mike being active in the chat. We answered your questions. Boom. We're going to keep an eye on that and be a good host this week. Usually I, I don't. I usually have the private chat up the whole time because I'm terrible. Um, but let's get into some news here in a moment. But first, I want to talk about Underdog, the absolute best way to do anything best ball or even daily fantasy related at this point. You know, I know there's some other bigger competitors out there, but Underdog is just a different animal because it's a dog. And they're just different animals. They're the best animals, to be honest. James knows. Uh, we don't own any of those cats like Tyler does. No. Cat no, no. owner. Tyler's a cat owner. Does that surprise anyone? I, I like be... the pay line. I don't like the feline. Very, very nice. I like the canine. You know what I'm saying? Oh. All right. So daily best ball drafts have already begun. Best ball mania is back. Best ball mania four is the biggest underdog contest ever. $3 million to first place. They've got the Chihuahua. Superflex tournament, $4 to enter, $250,000 in prizes. You know, NBA's wrapped up. Hockey's wrapped up. That's okay. They're still playing baseball. They've got that going on. We've got fantasy golf as well as the NFL big board. It's the best way to play daily fantasy. And when you go and download that right now in the App Store or the Google Play Store, you can use code DHH, and they're going to match up to $100 of your deposit. So you, you put in 50 that's what you got. 
they'll match, put in 50. So you'll have 100 bucks to play with and hopefully double that really, really fast. Just some really, really fun games on the Underdog app. So make sure you check that out today. Code DHH. Let's get into some player news. Unfortunately, we're going to kick off player news with a bit of bit of sadness. So former Patriots and Ravens quarterback Ryan Mallett has passed away at age 35. Um, I remember when the Pats drafted Ryan Mallett. I remember um, when it was Mike Mayock said he had like big arm talent. And he, and he did. He was a big kid, big arm. Um, unfortunately, he passed in Florida in a, uh, a swimming accident while he was on vacation. Uh, it looks like it was a riptide. So just a word for the wise, if you haven't done any research on riptides, if you're caught in a riptide, don't fight it, let it take you and then swim to the side and you'll be good to go. Um, it's been a common problem in that particular beach. Uh, so yeah, so it's unfortunate to see him pass away, especially at such a young age. I think he was 36 years old. Um, so, you know, thoughts with the Mallet family and everyone that was affected by that. You never like to see that. Um, I actually liked Ryan Mallet quite a bit when he was a Patriot. Um, and it didn't work out here. And you know what? He had a seven-year career, which isn't too shabby. Speaking of the Patriots, they did sign wide receiver Devontae Parker to a three-year extension worth up to $33 million. This is the contract that no one saw coming. Uh, it's mostly incentive-driven, very heavily incentive-driven. $14 million or so guaranteed. It does create some cap space for the Patriots. Um, we've been hearing, you know, DeAndre Hopkins was in for a visit now. I think it was almost two weeks ago. There's been some Dalvin Cook rumblings, which I would love because they need help at the running back position, which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but James, any reaction to Devontae Parker hoping this opens up Hopkins there? Like, I think this is a really good buy low offense outside of Ramondre Stevenson because his price is pretty juicy right now. I mean, really, I'm staying away from any of the wide receivers after what we saw last year, and rightfully so. Um, Mac Jones had a down year. We know that Ramondre He's Stevenson is going to be a playmaker in this offense but outside of that who else possibly Mike Gesicki um but other than that I'm really trying to stay away from these guys yeah I would be I would be buying low on Mac Jones I think he does have a big rebound year this year I actually thought Devontae Parker played really well if you look at the PFF metrics he actually ranked really well didn't have many drops his yards after the catch yards per per catch were solid I actually thought he looked really good um to sign him long-term, it's probably going to be one of those things where it's an extension, but they can get rid of him in a year if they need to. Um, you know, he's on the wrong side of 30 at this point. He's had one really good fantasy season just a few years ago and helped people win leagues. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I I like Kasiki as a cheap tight end. I think he is a bargain right now uh, in mm -hmm. Dynasty. So there's a lot of – even Hunter Henry, too. There's a lot of value to be had in this Patriots offense where Ramondre, I think, is appropriately priced. I think everyone else can be had rather cheaply, and that wouldn't be – um, a bad strategy uh, for you going forward. Now, speaking of running backs, we know that there's Ramondre Stevenson. They cut James Robinson in the preseason, or not even the pre. He didn't make it to the preseason. He made it he to OTAs. Make it to, he didn't make it. He made it to OTAs. Um, but Patriots beat writer Evan Lazar, who's very good, by the way. I actually follow him on Twitter um, for a lot of Patriots stuff, is that Pierre Strong could complement Ramondre Stevenson as the lightning to Ramondre's thunder. Now, Lazar notes that Strong is on the James White track, which is a very fruitful RB2 PPR track. We've seen that in James, James White's career um, to playing just playing time, despite receiving just 17 touches as a rookie. But when he did touch the ball, he had some explosive plays, which I liked quite a bit watching the Pats last year. Strong's a second year back, 4-3-7 speed. He's shifty. He rushed for over 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns during his time at South Dakota. And he also added 62 receptions for 565 yards uh, and another three scores in college. So James, are you buying in on Pierre strong or you already said you were kind of fading the Patriots offense, but I feel you get Pierre strong dirt cheap. I mean, I have him sitting on a couple of taxi slots so and rightfully I. so. Um, the one, I guess there was the game against Arizona where he went for like five for 70 and a touchdown. Yep. Um, five attempts for 70 yards. I mean, yeah. that's something big, that you kind of pay attention to. Um, obviously those were the weeks that Ramondre Stevenson were struggling and I don't expect any running back in this NFL setting to absolutely take every single snap, every single reception. There's going to be someone there spelling them out. Um, and in this case, yeah, it most likely is Pierre strong. If you have a taxi slot open, go ahead and add him. He may be on your waiver wire after uh, a poor season last year and the, and the, 
evident <laughs> evident full fact that Ramondre Stevenson is going to be taking the bulk of the carries. Um, and the receptions he had seventy catches last year. Yeah, I don't I don't see I don't see them really adding anybody to the backfield. It's not their style to go in and go get go, go and get a veteran to come in when they really don't know their true identity yet. You know, they're trying to work out a DeAndre Hopkins deal. They just paid Devontae Parker. We know we have Ramondre Stevenson, but they have this second year player out of South Dakota State in Pierre Strong, who kind of showed promise last year and is on the cheap. I mean, what was he, like a sixth or seventh round pick? Yeah, he was a late pick. Now, Jamie in yeah. the chat asked about Ty Montgomery. Is he still going to be involved? I think that Bill Belichick loves Ty Montgomery. They wanted to get him involved last year. There was a lot of steady drumbeat stuff with Montgomery as that Swift Army Knife kind of guy. Like, we saw him in Green Bay so many years ago, right? Um, I think Bill likes him a lot, and I wouldn't be surprised if Montgomery maybe starts out in that role. But the thing with Ty Montgomery, dude can never stay healthy. That's his biggest problem. Um, so you may see some time Montgomery early in the season and then Pierre strong takes over that role. I think that's what'll end up happening. Cause time Montgomery did have a lot of momentum. Then he got hurt and then he was never seen from again. Um, but we have heard that bill likes him. And if bill likes you, that's a good sign for the Patriots offense. Yeah. I would keep it a, an eye on it throughout the preseason. It's just mm -hmm. a precursor to, to training camp. If he is in fact, the number two, we will see him a lot just like we saw Ramondre Stevenson early and often in preseason when Damian Harris was a starting running back. Yep. Uh, mixing over to another running back, the Athletics, Paul Diner, Daner, Diner. We'll go with Diner. It sounds cool. Uh, reports all sides would prefer resolution sooner rather than later when it comes to Joe Mixon's contract situation. So it looks like it's finally out in the open that Mixon needs to agree to a pay cut to retain his roster spot. But we don't know... Uh, how steep of a reduction the Bengals are going to seek. Is it going to be something like the Dalvin Cook situation where they can't agree and then they just cut him? I don't think that's going to happen personally. He's 26 years old. I know he has the possible domestic dispute. Well, he has dis dis domestic disputes on his record. And there's another one that I think he goes to trial pending. this week on. Pending. <laughs> pending. Um, you know, it's a throw first offense. Are we actually investing in Joe Mixon, James? I am not. I am trying to get rid of any shares that I have left over. You know, everybody was ranting and raving last season about, oh, well, you know, I picked up Joe Mixon and he was going to be a star. Well, you know, he really didn't top out as well as he you wanted him to like he did the year prior. And right. now you're like, damn, I should have gotten rid of Mixon. And now you're saying, damn, I really need to get rid of Mixon because guess what? If he does get cut, he's in a long line of vets, <clears throat> excuse me, that will trump him as far as talent given the dalvin cook scenario um we also have ears about a, a josh jacobs holdout which you know that's like there's some really barkley good running back even. yeah saquon barkley uh i, I hate to say JK it dobbins jk die <laughs> yeah, you know what the holdout news is totally different i shouldn't even have brought yeah. that into play here because it's a totally different conversation but some of these like the zeeks the four nets Mixon, he's in that age group where it's going to be really hard for him to get another full contract worked out. Uh, he's 26 years old, didn't perform up to par last year. We saw Samaj P. Ryan come in, um, which got him another gig. And um, and now we're looking at Joe Mixon with a possible another dom domestic dispute. I'm off this carousel. I'm not riding it anymore. Like you said, it's a pass first offense. I don't think the running back is as valuable as it once was, especially with someone like Chase Brown, but to back him up. And who who's the other back there? Travion Williams. And they have Travion Williams. Too. Yeah, I'm not too convinced with Travion Williams. Williams has been there for five years. He's yeah. Yeah, he should have done something already. Um, but no, I I'm really not. I'm out on Mixon. I'm so not I am, investing. I am in on Mixon, and I'll tell you why. I'm in on Mixon because I feel that if the Bengals were going to do something, it's post-June 1st. They've got Fournette, Zeke, Dalvin Cook's been on the market. We have heard nothing when it comes to Cincinnati even sniffing around a running back. So I think Mixon is going to stay there. I think he is poised to have a bit of a bounce-back season. Outside of that big game that he had, the five touchdowns, Mixon was frustrating to own last year because in 2021, he had this finally had his breakout season, right? And Mixon was awesome. 2022, he regressed. I think that 2023, I think he's going to stay on the team. 
I think with an improved offensive line, the everyone's going to think pass first. I think Mixon could actually flourish. He doesn't have much behind him. We talked about Travion Williams, Chris Evans, guys like that. Chase Brown, you know, a fifth round pick. Okay. But for me, if I can get Mixon for Sam a win now and I can give up a mid 2024 second, I'd do that for Joe Mixon. I think it's worth okay, it. That's fair. Um, I don't think you're going to have to give up a first to get Joe Mixon. A lot of people are off him. So when I see value windows open up on a player that I think is clearly talented and the team's telling us that they're not really going to do anything at running back, they would have done it by now. Just like the Minnesota Vikings did, just like the Cowboys did, just like the Buccaneers did with all these releases, they wouldn't have waited this long. Um, you know, it would have been one of those things if they didn't believe in Joe Mixon or it was a contract thing. As soon as he got those charges pressed against him, they would have dropped him like a bad habit. So for me, I don't see any smoke. So I don't think there's any fire with Joe Mixon and him being off the Cincinnati Bengals. So I'm going to try to play into that and try to find a nervous owner and get him at a value because I think that he can be an RB one. He's shown it. Um, and in that offense, I want pieces of it. And even if I own Joe Mixon, I can go out and get Travion Williams or Chase Brown cheap if I need to for a little extra security blanket for a binky. Um, so that's kind of how I'm approaching it um, with Joe Mixon. Fair enough. Yeah. So I want to tell you guys about something that I, uh, you know, I support Joe Mixon right now in, in Dynasty, and I also support Trophy Smack, and I'll tell you why. It's unique products that Trophy Smack has. When I saw an ad this week for a Scott Fishbowl ring, and then I saw it, and I was like, damn. That looks really freaking cool. I kind of want it. 75 bucks. It's beautiful. It's big. It's got Scott Fishbowl on the front. It says, be a good person on the side. Like, it's all what Fantasy Cares and what Scott Fishbowl is all about in ring form. It's a limited edition, so you can go on and get it now. Now, when you do that, make sure to get a trophy, get a belt, grab something else, use code DHHRING, and you'll get a free championship ring about the size of the Scott Fishbowl one for absolutely free. So lots of awesome stuff going on with Trophy Smack. They're going to be hosting the LA live draft for Scott Fishbowl in their beautiful corporate headquarters. We didn't get an invite. I need to talk to Tyler. He needs to work harder on that kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, we've been their longest standing sponsor that I can, or they've been our longest standing sponsor, but we were one of the first ones to rep Trophy Smack here in the podcast space. So Matt, hook us up, man. Fly us out. We'll represent. I'll wear my Scott Fishbowl ring. I'll wear my stuff. Yeah, you got me. So yeah, make sure to use code DHHRING when you go on to Trophy Smack now. All right, let us move forward. We are going to do the divisional breakdown by team of the NFC South. I didn't listen to last week's podcast, so I don't know how James and Tyler formatted it, but here's how I'm going to do it. Because whatever, Tyler, whatevs. Actually, did he did very well. He did very well, but... I mean, I don't want to take anything away from yeah, so I want because to talk it was a about, very fun episode. Yeah, so I want to talk about Tampa Bay. And I want to talk about them first because I think they have a ton of question marks, obviously starting at the quarterback position, right? They've got Baker Mayfield. They've got Kyle Trask. They've got – they're a team that hasn't added a running back yet. In fact, they got rid of one in Leonard Fournette. So I think there's they're a team that I feel a lot of people are fading because of Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. And I feel like we have some buying opportunities for some grizzled veterans like Mike Evans. I think Chris Godwin's value is low, even though the dude missed games and still had a hundred catches last year. Super talented. So James, give me, give me your overall view of the team here. And then we'll talk maybe some buy sells holds. Yeah, sure. Um, Tampa in a, in a really um, narrow lens, easily rebuilding. All right. Like we said, we they lost Tom Brady. Okay. Very hard to replace someone good. like the GOAT. Um, Fournette was released. It was only a $5 million dead cap hit. So see you later. Bye, Lenny. All right. They got rid of the offensive coordinator. Correct? I believe so. Uh, yeah. Byron, Byron Leftwich is no gone. More, no more with the team. Yep. And now they get quarterback Baker Mayfield and they have Kyle Trask. Doesn't seem like they're making a move on anyone else uh, in free agency. So we're going to have a little bit of a training camp battle, I guess. And it's still disgusting. Baker Mayfield, Dynasty QB 34. Kyle Trask isn't even ranked. Um, so that that just, it makes me ugh, yuck. You know, I, it's very hard to pinpoint these quarterbacks. 
um, and the offensive pieces around them due to the poor quarterback play that we should see. Yeah, I think for when you look at Tampa, like I said, it all starts at the quarterback position. For me, it's what does that mean for Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage, Kate Otten, who's been really impressing in OTAs. Um, he's a guy that I've got stashed on a, a handful of taxi squads. I picked him up last year. Um, for me, it's like, I think Evans is probably the most impacted because the last time we saw an outside receiver of any kind of namesake with Baker Mayfield, it was Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I'm trying to even think after that. Like Baker Mayfield and outside receivers don't seem to get along well. And it could have just been the offense they ran in Cleveland. I think Baker's got a good arm. He showed flashes last year for the Rams. I don't think he's completely washed yet. So for me, does Mike Evans get his 10th 1,000-yard season in a row? You're saying no? I think it's probably going to be – it's a 17-game season. I think it'll be close. If I'm investing in anyone in this offense, it's going to be Chris Godwin because Chris Godwin has the type of skill set. You remember Jarvis Landry when he was with Baker in Cleveland and it was still productive? Chris Godwin is a bigger, better version of Jarvis Landry that's more versatile. So I think if anyone's going to benefit from Baker Mayfield or not lose out rather from Baker Mayfield, it's going to be Chris Godwin. So I think Chris Godwin, I would go after and try to buy aggressively because let's look at it. Let's look at it this way. If you go out and get Chris Godwin, his price is decreased right now. Tampa is silent quitting. They're going to draft a quarterback in the first round next year, whether that's they're as bad as it's Caleb Williams, it's Drake may it's, um, the kid from Florida state who I like, they're going to take a they're Jordan Travis. I think they're going to take a quarterback in the first round. So you may have to suffer for a year with Chris Godwin on your team, uh, and still get a wide receiver too, in my opinion. Um, and then to really have him boom the year after with a, with a better quarterback situation, but we've seen wide receivers produce with horrible quarterback positions. How often did Deandre Hopkins do it right all the time? I think Chris Godwin has that in him. Um, my biggest question for Tampa is the backfield. I know a lot of people love Rashad white. He's okay. I mean, he's going to be the primary back. We know that he has a little bit of pass catching abilities, pretty right. shifty, but it's the poor offensive line last year, 25th in points scored. Yep. Um, they did add chase Edmonds who, Ooh. you know, could take a little bit of work from him, but like they did also add Sean Tucker. And then Sean Tucker, he should be ready for camp. Doug. I hope so, man. He's definitely my 2023 Kyron Williams. I mean, he has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. at this point. I mean, we both roster quite a bit of Sean Tucker. Uh, I believe in the talent. I'm hoping the medicals clear up because that's a backfield. You drop him in there, he makes the team, he's healthy. Sean Tucker could be like the guy by midseason. And I'll, and I'll piggyback off of what you said about the wide receivers. Mike Evan, he's on an age cliff. Yes, yep. he has nine consecutive 1,000-yard seasons. But I am definitely afraid for the simple fact that Baker has always had problems with the long ball. All right. He's good intermediate crossing routes, checking down. But when you need a player to be put on an island and it's a 50-50 ball, Mike Evans is one of the best at that. It didn't really happen. And it didn't happen last year either. You know, he only broke 100-yard games three times and one of those was a 200 was, plus three touchdown game. game yeah yeah so and it was the end of the season week 17 in the fantasy finals yeah so like i'm not betting on that for my roster i really am not his value is down in the dumps and i don't see his value it's not going to go resurrecting back yeah, yeah exactly so i'm out on him but chris godwin you made a good point he's sitting at dynasty wide receiver 22 right now yeah he had a couple injury riddled years but he should still be the main benefactor of receptions and targets. He had 140, 104 receptions last year. I see that continuing. He's only 27, so you wait for his 28 year. And he was coming off an ACL last year. He should be yeah, fully, fully and he recovered. still has two. He still has two years after this for uh, in his three year extension with the team. Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of like a buy low scenario on Godwin with the bad news surrounding on the team because as you bench as you mentioned they are poised to draft a quarterback in 2024. Yeah, 100%. I, I don't think there's any really super like ancillary pieces I'm interested. In. I think Kate Otten is a sneaky ad in your tight end premium leagues because let's be honest, people aren't even thinking about him right now. Um, but that tight end depth chart is pretty thin. I mean, there's no... Payne Durham. 
for Payne Purdue. Durham was drafted. I do like Payne Durham, but there's no Cameron Braid anymore. Obviously, Gronk is retired. So and Kate Otten flashed last year. So I like going out and trying to acquire Kate Otten if you can, um, as a sneaky play. Maybe get him as a throw in and a deal um that you're trying to work out here in the offseason. I've been getting the itch to make some deals lately, so we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, for me, the Bucks are a little messy. I think they're the messiest team in this division. It's going to be super interesting to see what happens with them. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I really got to say. There's not there's not a ton to go into on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, so let's move it on to a much more fascinating team. Oh. The Carolina Panthers, they traded up to get the number one pick in the draft with the Chicago Bears. And they took Bryce Young, who they have raved about. Frank Reich, the new head coach, has raved about Bryce Young. He said his intelligence is off the charts. His ability to, you know, read the defenses, make plays. Um, you've heard the name Drew Brees get comped a few times. Obviously, they're similar in stature, so I get that. Um, coming off a superb career at Alabama, uh, Bryce Young is a, I wouldn't say he's a flawless prospect, but he is outside of height. If he was six foot or six foot one, everyone would be like, he's the best thing since sliced bread. But because he's mm -hmm. only five foot nine ish, uh, and he looks small. People have their doubts, which I think is silly. Like, yeah, I know he played college ball. I know the NFL is a little, a little bigger, a little faster, but I think he's going to be just fine because of his skill set. Um, but this team is a team that's pretty much restructured a lot of their offense. They bring in Miles Sanders as the highest paid um, free agent running back. Deonta Foreman moves on to Chicago. You know, they still have Chuba Hubbard. They've got a uh, black shear there as the, as their third running back. So there's not a lot of depth here on the running back chart, but really when it comes to pass catchers, you know, last year they had DJ Moore. They traded him away in the deal to get Bryce young with the Chicago bears. So they bring in DJ Chark, who's shown some flashes. They bring in Adam Thielen for that veteran presence. They've still got Terrace Marshall who God damn it. I think he's good. We'll see what happens. And then they go and draft Jonathan Mingo was his name. Oh, uh, as a top 50, top 40 pick for Jonathan Mingo. So James, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this Panthers offense. I think it could be sneaky good in Bryce Young's first year. Uh, I'm not that optimistic that it's going to be sneaky. Good. Sneaky I actually good. think, I actually think that he may lose a little bit of value and there might be a buying option mid-season um, just for the simple fact of his receiving room. I think it really puts a damper on what his potential is, but I, I it's also a part of the restructuring of the franchise that makes it work. You know, you have the Adam Thielen, old man rivers type locker room vet there that can coach along the receivers. Terrace Marshall, we haven't seen you do anything in two years you had under 500 receiving yards and a touchdown he, last he season. A little bit last year. I don't there. think he's going to do it. DJ Shark, on the other hand, is very, very underrated in the NFL and in fantasy. Definitely can deal with the new QB. We saw him deal with Jared Goff quite frequently. Um, definitely the field stretcher of this group. It only signed a one-year prove-it deal. Um, so it's a five million dollar deal that either way, it, if it works out great, if it doesn't see you later, bye. But Jonathan Mingo, um, dynasty wide receiver 55 currently out of old miss, right? Uh, drafted 39th overall this year, just goes out and says something. He's saying, Hey, even in a market share where the, the top wide receivers went in the first round. Mingo came in early second round and has seems to be making a presence in mini camp, rookie camp. And I think it's going to transition into training camp. Um, I think he's going to be a, a solid staple in the passing game with crossing routes, with his size and speed. And I pretty much scooped him up everywhere I could in drafts and will continue to add him late in startups. Um, and then, you know, there's that old LaVisca Chenault rest in peace kind of there uh like, well, uh, it's, me disgusting. like that. it's disgusting it really is that's why i think there's going to be a dip in bryce young's value and yes it will carry over um but miles sanders is poised to have a big year is he gonna top his 1200 yards and 11 touchdowns his career high year from philly last year no i don't think so i think the offense stalls a little bit around the goal line and when he and when they get inside the 20 it's going to be question marks and Chuba Hubbard, sorry, bud, you're off my rosters. 
I'm not really into it. Um, but if if you can, I'm selling Miles Sanders for a 2024 first. I'm okay with that value. If you can get that value, either way, you have two to three years with him with a new quarterback. So he might be pretty relevant. So I think the value is fair there. Jonathan Mingo, go out and get him as much as you can on your dynasty rosters. I think he's going to be worth the stash. Yeah, I think Mingo is super interesting because whenever you listen to analysts and, you know, all that kind of stuff, people either love Mingo, they think he could be like Amon Ross St. Brown, which is lofty, right? Yeah. Or they think he's just a guy that can't separate that the Panthers reached on. So there's no like happy medium with Jonathan Mingo, which is crazy to me. Um, so for me, I, I think I roster Mingo in one league. I was able to get him, but I wasn't trying to seek him. I, there was other receivers I liked better in that range. Um, but I mean, size, speed, comparison. He wasn't super productive in college. There's a lot of this cases for and against Mingo. So it's going to be, he's one of those prospects that's super interesting to me. That is just very polarizing because I don't have a good read on what he can be. I mean, um, he runs a four, four, six. So if he Our can learn how to size, separate not, a little bit, good. you know, yeah. that's pretty close to what Ke- what Keenan Allen. That, that he was a four five five. Big I think, frame, Keenan. big yeah. frame, fast guy inside like that could very well help out Bryce Young. Yeah, and they've been working a lot together uh, in the offseason, which is always a good sign. You know, the rookie QB, the rookie wide receiver, that whole corollary, which is always good. Um, one position we didn't talk about because they just don't haven't used the tight end position since Greg Olson was there. Um, you know, I, Ian Thomas is just a blocker. He's got baseball mitt sized hands, which is great, but it hasn't related to anything for fantasy. I actually liked him coming out as a cheap tight end option. And it didn't work out. And Sweet. then they drafted Tommy Tremble, nope. who I like a lot as a move tight end, but I just, you know, Frank Reich's offense, you know, he's coming from the Colts who had a bunch of tight ends and they use them fairly regularly. Frequently. I, I would be interested if, you know, they've got, the pass catchers at the receiver position, they've got a bunch of them. No one great, but a bunch of good, right? Like we'd agree that there's, it's a good receiving core. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's probably a top 18 in the, in the league, maybe 18, 19, I would think. Um, Because I still think Adam Thielen, you know, he's obviously older, but he can be a security blanket for a rookie quarterback. He's going to run clean routes. Bryce Young, the way that he passes and his accuracy those two things match up really well. I think Tommy Tremble, and he might even be available in your dynasty leagues. Go and pick him up. He's an athletic freak. I think he is a he's he reminds me of like a Chigaconquo, like, but not quite as athletic, but he just hasn't been given the opportunity. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see Tommy Tremble have some fantasy relevant weeks this year. Um, and you can get him for the price of nothing right now. Um, he's one of my guys that I like super duper late in deep, deep drafts or deep dynasty startups is Tommy Tremble. So, and as far would as Miles Sanders, would you, I'm sorry ahead. to interject, but just to stay on while we're on the tight ends, would you rather have the hernia surgery Hayden Hurst or Tommy Tremble? I'd rather have Tommy Tremble because I don't think Hayden Hurst, I, I even forgot he signed there to be honest. First round draft pick Hayden Hurst. God. When he was 25 years old, he was the oldest rookie ever. Um, you know, Hayden Hurst, he's had a solid career. He didn't really do a lot for the Bengals last year. I don't know. Give me Tommy Tremble. That's what I'm saying. Hayden Hurst will be there for one year. Tremble's still young. Tight ends take a while. So I still have faith in Tommy Tremble. And as far as um, Miles Sanders goes, I think he can beat out 1,200 rushing yards because I think that Carolina offensive line is is good. Um, you know, the biggest question with Miles Sanders is going to be, what does he do in the passing game? Now there's been a steady drumbeat that they want to get him involved in the passing game. It's something that they didn't do in Philadelphia. You know, two years ago, I think Miles Sanders caught 50 balls, um, which was great. And then they didn't really target him much. He had some problems with his hands and maybe that's just the thing where like he was having problems catching the football because he wasn't getting enough opportunities. So I think Miles Sanders has the ability. He had the ability coming out of Penn State. Everyone loved him in that role. Then he has a 50-catch season in the NFL. And then the offense changed because they had Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts doesn't throw to the running backs. He's just going to take off and run. So with a guy like Bryce Young, who can also take off and run, I just don't think he does it as naturally as Jalen Hurts does. I'm hoping that Sanders can have a 1,200-plus rushing yards and 
get back to that, even 35 to 40 receptions would be just kind of a cherry on top for Miles Sanders. The touchdowns, can he get to double digits in a 17-game season? Sure, he could. He still has explosiveness. He can still pop a 50-yard run or a 50-yard catch and run like we saw him do last year and in years before. Um, So he still has that explosiveness. And as far as Chuba Hubbard goes, he's boring. He might average three and a half yards a carry. But if Miles Sanders goes down, and we know he's not the most healthiest guy, Chuba Hubbard can handle 20 touches a game. Now, he might turn 20 rushes into 75 to 80 yards. But he's pretty good at the goal line. I think he's still rosterable. Ugh, gross. I know, but volume. Like, if if he's your flex play and he's going to get you a touchdown in 80 yards, that's a win. Like, he he's shown that he might not be the greatest player, but he's capable in that role. And they don't have anything else behind him. They have Blackshear, and um, they just took someone from someone else's practice squad. Uh, Tyon Evans from the Rams is now on Carolina. He's a big body. Cool. Um, so for me, Chuba is worth rostering in like a 25 man league. I think you can still make space for him uh, and do it that way. So for the Panthers, I think Bryce Young actually has a good rookie season. I believe in the talent of Bryce Young and I think he has enough around him. He may not have any studs, but he's got a bunch of good players and we'll see what Mingo becomes. I think that's really the wild card in the passing offense is what is Mingo and can they get something from Terrace Marshall? Because I think he has the potential to be that alpha type of receiver. He's built like Demarius Thomas. He can make explosive plays. I just don't know that he's been used that way. You know, he had a good college career at LSU. He's got size. He's got speed. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm on like, maybe he's on the Devontae Adams track of like prospects. Because for me, he's built like him. You know, I don't think he's going to have the quarterback. Like maybe, maybe Bryce Young can be his Aaron Rodgers, and it's year three or four when Terrace Marshall finally breaks out. I don't know. Maybe this is a hopes and dreams moment, but I've always liked Terrace Marshall. I still have him rostered in a bunch of dynasty leagues because I hold out hope um, that he can become a thing because I think he's talented. So we shall see. Any other words on the Panthers before we claw our way off to the next team? No, let's get out of here. All right. And before we <laughs> claw our way off, you know the best way to shave a Panther I've heard? It's with uh, the lawnmower 4.0 from Manscaped. <laughs> if you can pin down a Panther and shave it with the lawnmower 4.0, I will personally buy you the kit. And I'll use code DHH and get 20% off when I do it. <laughs> it's, it is the best grooming product for dudes out there. Skin safe technology. You're not going to nick up your bits. Actually, when I get a little scruffy, I'll shave like the, the scruff out. So it's just easier to shave. So I'll use that. It works great for that. Hair, nose, and ear trimmer. I'm older, so I get those kind of things for you young bucks out there. It may collect dust for like 10 years, but then eventually you'll be like, oh, I remember I was listening to DHH. Now I got these nose hairs and these ear hairs. I got to take care of this. <laughs> so so you don't throw it away. Don't give it to someone. Keep it. It works really well, too. And then on top of that, you're going to be groomed. You've got all the fresheners, the cleansers. You are going to smell great. You are going to feel great. It's just a, an awesome package, just like yours will be when you get manscaped.com and use code DHH for 20% off today. <laughs> Shaving a Panther. That's funny. All right. Let us move on to our next team. That's the Nolan saints who made a lot of moves this off season. And there's a lot of question marks on this team. Oh, they yeah. went, and, they went and found their quarterback and it's Derek Carr, Mr. The eyeliner himself, <laughs> Mr. Eyeliner himself. Who's getting all attitude in his team pictures now? Like he went from being like, "Hi, I'm Derek Carr with the eyeliner." Now, like, "I'm Derek Carr and I'm mad." Um, so cool, you Derek Carr eyeliner, eyeshadow. Oh, maybe. Uh, they go out and they draft Kendra Miller. We don't know what's going on with Alvin Kamara and his supposed suspension. Hopefully, we hear from that sometime in the next two months before we do drafts, um, because that would be helpful. And then mm. you know, at wide receiver, Chris Olave had a great rookie season he could be the next big thing i'm gonna put that out there michael thomas will he play more than two games this year james we don't oh yeah (laughs) you think so uh you know i I think this this is an interesting transition for this team because i think their defense is really good still and their offense like i don't know i i think i'm going out and trying to buy chris olave i don't roster him anywhere but in listening to some people that really know their stuff, there's people that 
think Olave has a better season than Garrett Wilson and a better career than Garrett Wilson. Now, I think that might be a little bit lofty, but the metrics bear out Chris Olave, Olave had a great, great rookie season. Now, I know he led the league in air yards for a while because they were literally just bombing it downfield to him all the time. But he showed that he can run routes. His reception perception that Matt Harmon does uh, favored very, very well for Chris Olave. That's what he was known for coming out of Ohio State. Uh, I think he can see more volume. I think Michael Thomas is dust at this point. Like, he'll get you – he'll be slanty boy over the middle, and that's cool. Um, But I think Olave is the bee's knees in this offense. What do you think, James? Um, Olave is definitely the main benefactor in this offense. Only 23 years old, definitely has room to grow in the NFL. Fast 40 time, four, three, nine. And I'm all about him being my wide receiver two. not confident as he can hold a wide receiver one value. What's his, um, um for my roster DLF startup ADP. He's what wide startup receiver? ADP is wide receiver 10. Okay. I thought he was a wide so receiver. It's a little one high for me as far as that goes. But if I haven't, if you have him as a wide receiver two, it's, absolutely perfect you should be crossing your leagues with that um but i do think he will have somewhat of a lower target share than he had last year 120 targets and what 70 something reception 72 receptions something like along those lines yeah only four touchdowns out of that yes is the quarterback play an upgrade yeah it was andy dalton remember that james yeah. winston still has a little taste hill sprinkled in yeah maybe some Taysom hill but Yes, is Derek Hart upgrade? Sure. Um, but Olave is definitely the breadwinner in this offense. Michael Thomas, 30 years old, definitely has. We've been waiting with bated breath for my, the return of Michael Thomas. And uh, look good last, the year, last year for three yeah, games. Last year, I was just about to get there. Last year, first two games, three touchdowns and at least 55 receiving yards in each game. Um, and he was never to be seen again. Yeah, but I mean, if you. If you couldn't or just failed to sell the last few years, I'm offloading any remaining shares if I am not competing. Get a second, get a third. Be I got a first for him some... at the beginning of last season before the That's season. amazing. And you I won't get I that ran. this year. I did um, except so goddamn fast. I was like, except <laughs> yeah, but my real it. doubt is that Derek Carr can really um sustain two top end wide receivers. So Chris Olave obviously takes the cake and then Michael Thomas is left for left for dead in that respect, especially with, you know, a receiver in the tight end group with Juwan Johnson. And I really want to talk about him, Doug, because his dynasty value is super low right now. All you hear about is the addition of Foster Moreau. I understand he kicked cancer's ass, et cetera. He's 26 years old. They give him a three year three-year 12 million dollar contract he didn't really do anything with him to begin with he didn't do anything with Derek Carr anyway and apparently he's the favorite Jawan Johnson is the favorite for Derek Carr he had such a good rhythm early on with Darren Waller in the Raiders offense I think it transferred Jawan Johnson is like Darren Waller light yeah 100 size relevance all over the place yeah and you know 42 receptions 500 yards seven touchdowns in 2022 I think he can continue to grow off of that. Um, and I see a dynasty tight end by only number 31 in startups. His value should go up. Too many rookies going ahead of him in startups. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm all about Juwan Johnson. The most interesting story I've heard this offseason about Juwan Johnson is how the Saints wanted him to study Julian Edelman's tape. That's super interesting. And, you know, the thing that was great about Edelman wasn't that he was fast, right? He was shifty and his footwork. And obviously he had great hands. Sorry, Tyler. Um, So it's interesting that a a big guy like that, like, go study Julian Edelman. Okay. Like, they're probably going to use him a little bit in the – I know Michael Thomas is, you know, the stereotypical slot receiver when he says he's not a slot guy, but whatever. Um but if you got two guys running over the middle of the field, I think Juwan Johnson, I know people like, I like Foster Moreau. I've always thought he, he reminded me of, of Gronk a little bit with his game. He's just never, he's never done it. I don't think he's going to do it in his second stop with Derek Carr when he had opportunities when Darren Waller was injured. Um, so for me, it's a cool signing. I like him as a player. I think that he can block really well. He can be a ancillary tight end and he's Maybe a good a NFL player. piece for Derek Carr. Sure. Uh, but Juwan Johnson, like you said, is the guy that I want to go out and target. And when we talk about this backfield with the yeah. pending Alvin Kamara suspension, I don't think enough people are talking about Jamal Williams. I know he led the NFL in rushing touch, or he was second in rushing touchdowns last year, or whatever it was. He had 18. Yeah. Um, if Alvin Kamara is suspended, 
I don't think the Saints are going to be like, okay, Kendra Miller, here's a bunch of touches. Jamal Williams can carry the ball 20 to 25 times. We know how good he is around the goal line. And this offense should be good enough to get into scoring opportunities fairly often, I think. So for me, I think Jamal Williams, if if I'm a win-now team, I feel that you can pick up Jamal Williams dirt cheap because he's older. They're going to see Kamara. They're going to see Kendra Miller. I feel like he's kind of been disrespected a little bit and forgotten about coming off his career year last year for Detroit. Um, you know, Kamara, if he's suspended for six games, even if he's not suspended, you know, I think that Jamal Williams, they signed him for decent money. They signed him early in free agency. You know, a running back that got an early free agent deal is a sign that they're going to use him because look at all these running backs that still haven't signed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see it. I mean, Kendra Miller, only a third round pick in this year's draft. And I know we're not too fond of him on this podcast. I don't mind him. I just, per se. A, that was a running joke. Yeah. Yeah. That was Tyler's um, thing. And I just ran with it. But I, I, I think if Kamara does miss time, I think his stock does rise. I mean, Jamal Williams isn't going to do everything at his age and at the stage of his game. They are going to have to rely on Kendra Miller to some extent. And I think where he gets it is in the reception uh, department. You know, we saw Kamara 57 receptions last year, hyper targeted, of course, but lower in respect from what he had done in the past. He still had over 1300 all purpose yards last year. I'm not saying that Kendra Miller is going to wind up with 1300 all purpose yards, not in the cards, especially in his rookie year. But I do think that he can do something in an offensive setting where he is going to be a pass catcher. He is a grinder. He's not afraid to take on a linebacker with his size, six foot, can stand up and just take a beating. Um, I think it. I think it's okay. But like I said, with the with Michael Thomas coming back, they they have Juwan Johnson there. They have Chris Olave. I expect this to be a pass first offense. I really do. I don't think I don't expect them to lean on the run as much, especially in between the 20s. Uh, I think they're going to pass first and run later. And Jamal Williams might be the the best cheap buy here in the backfield if he's available, um, because he probably will get most of the goal line work. Now, who's the receiver I'm forgetting about that popped last year in his rookie year? Rashid Shahid. Shahid. I don't know why I'm usually really good at remembering names. That one escaped me. Rashid Shahid, I think is interesting with, with Derek Carr quarterback. Maybe not as much because again, you have Alave, you have Thomas, you have Johnson, you have the running backs. I like Shahid. I thought he popped really nicely on tape for that deep, that deep playability for me. Great best ball pick or Scott fishbowl pick. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Last round. If you're picking late. So that's where I would put him. Um, You know, obviously you want to kind of monitor him and see if he increases this year. But if you got him, I would hold him. Um, and yeah, for, if you're playing best ball on underdog, again, code DHH for match up to $100. Uh, Rashid Jaheed is a great best ball target or Scott Fishbowl. But Doug, what about Traquan Smith and Brian Edwards, A.T. Perry? Was Traquan Smith still there? Play, right? No. I was going to no, say, the- Robert Meacham, how far are we going back? <laughs> <laughs> Joe Horn, where's he at? Marcus Colston. Marcus Colston. Remember when he had tight end eligibility? That was the best. Yeah. Pepperidge Farm remembers. We're just dating ourselves now because we're so damn old. Um, So I think New Orleans has a lot of interesting pieces. um, But I'm going after Johnson. I'm going after Olave. Even at that price, I think Olave. I think by this time next year, we could be talking about Olave as a top six dynasty receiver. Possibly. For sure. He's on the Um, way up. Yeah. So maybe, maybe you have a manager who doesn't like him as much and you can get him. I would do that. Uh, Jamie in the chat asked, Kendra Miller or Rashawn Johnson in Dynasty, James? Miller. I would go Miller, too, just because that the Chicago's not a great team. The and, the the run for the number one runner on the team is the quarterback. Uh, yeah, so that and then you have Khalil Herbert. And, and you have Khalil Herbert. Dante you have Foreman. Deontay Foreman. Uh, we may not see Rashawn Johnson until later in the season. Mm-hmm. If Alvin Kamara does is suspended for any um, length of amount of time, we will get to see Kendra Miller up front. His value moves up faster than Roshan, and then I'm selling as soon No as one possible. talks about the possibility of Kamara getting dealt to. Like, I could see dealt that Dealt to happening. where? With a pending suspension? No, I don't no, no. After that. the suspension. Because remember, they, pu- they pushed the trading the trade deadline back. So, they, I, I mean, let's, know. Let's, it, he might be on the last year of his contract. I could look into that. He might us. be. I mean, remember, there's injuries to running backs all the time. There's a team that's win now. Maybe it's the Ravens. J.K. Dobbins goes down. They go, what do we do? 
they go and trade for Alvin Kamara. Who knows? That's all I'm saying. I think it's Kendra a... Miller gets on the field first before Roshan Johnson. He still has two more years left after yeah, this season in yeah. a, in a five, six year deal, mm-hmm. um, but there is a potential out with a sixteen point seven million dollar dead cap hit. And let's be honest, New Orleans is the one team that's like the cap number is the most fungible weirdest thing oh, ever. Yeah. It, they, they work the cap out of nowhere. Oh, Hill's it's making like thirty-five million dollars. Yeah. We'll turn that into sixteen hundred. You know, I, I don't know how they do it, but whatever. All right, let's get on to our final team before we get on out of here. We want to talk about Tyler's Falcons. I think one of the most exciting teams for dynasty owners, the Falcons, the Falcons, because for the last three years, they've used top 10 draft capital on offensive weapons. It started with Kyle Pitts. And then he had a rookie year of over a thousand yards, the second tight end ever to do it. And then disappointed last year. So some people are off of Pitts, not really that far off though. Let's be honest. And then they follow up that with taking Drake London as the number one receiver off the board. And then this year, they triple down and take Bijan Robinson as the first running back off the board. I think this is a move. Now, I know you're going to talk about Desmond Ritter. We don't have to. Here's the thing. If the Falcons aren't good this year and they have a top 10 pick, I think they push all in and get a quarterback. And what better situation for a rookie quarterback to drop in than to go to Kyle Pitts, Bijan and have Drake London on the team. I think the team they're building the team around it without the and maybe Desmond Ritter's the guy. I'm not discounting that. I I like Ritter, but I think maybe their big brain is if Desmond Ritter hits awesome, we're good. If he doesn't, it's going to be drop this rookie quarterback in a team that has a great offensive line. They're going to have weapons at three different positions and they're building something on defense on the other side of the ball. So I think that they're super interesting. Oh, yeah. um, I actually went out and acquired Drake London a few weeks ago. I gave up Alexander Madison, uh, an ancillary player. I don't even remember who it was. And like $250 of bankroll. It ended up mm. being like the equivalent of like $400 or so for Drake London. Because I think that Drake London, out of any of these year two receivers, I think Drake London can take the next step and get into being a top 15 wide receiver in year two, maybe even better because I think there's touchdown regression there. I like what I've seen of all the metrics. His route running is really good. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got hands. He's got two of them actually, believe it or not. Um, but for me, Drake London is my buy. I'm not buying Bijan. I'm not buying Pitts because their price is still way mega high. All right, we started with Drake London. Let's get into Drake London. Currently, the dynasty wide receiver 13. Doug, I'm right there with you. I think he can still take another step. Yep. We saw him deal with abysmal quarterback play with Mar- Marcus Mariota last year. They threw year. the ball like 25 times a game exactly. under Mariota. Exactly, and I, I think his dynasty rank may be a smidge high right now, Um, but I, I will... I will take the risk in a startup if it's if it's around wide receiver thirteen. I think he's if a top I have 10 a stud wide receiver next year. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. He's only huh? twenty one years old. He looks to be the main receiving threat, even with Pitts on the field. He's a big bodied guy, six foot four, two thirteen, large target, great in crossing routes. He's he locked in de- for a twenty five percent target share or more, and that's huge. I, I think so. I th- he finished as wide else, receiver 31 last year in 2022 with Mariota as quarterback. I think he had a 30% target share last year. And the rest of that wide receiver depth chart, James, is cheeks. Oh, God. Mac Hollins? Mac Hollins. See you later. Bye. Scotty Miller? No, thank you. Nope. I don't think there is even anybody else behind them. So God help him. Uh, Zacchaeus, I think, is still there, right? Oh, Alameda Zacchaeus. I don't even know if he if he's making this, the team. Yeah, um, but not anybody that I really want to pay attention to anyway. I mean, obviously, the main guys. And I want to touch on Desmond Ritter because it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah. We will see him take the start this year. Um, and I, everybody's saying, oh, he's not that good. Blah, 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 blah. He only started four games last year. And yes, only two touchdowns in week 18, but there were no interceptions in that four-game span. And that's what I want to play off of, and that's what I want to see more of moving forward into the 2023 season. Can he transition? 
Can he be able to read an offense, play into the Arthur Smith game script of run first, play action, crossing routes, safe football, which we saw Ryan Tannehill go from, what, a 60% target share? I'm sorry, uh, reception share, completion percentage, rather, in Atlanta, and then move that into... I'm sorry, not in Miami, and then move into a 74% completion percentage when he was playing with the Titans. All right. He needs to be able to read the defense, be smart with the football, create the play action plays that are needed. He has great weapons with Pitts, Bijan Robinson, who I'm sure we'll talk about next. Um, and then Drake London, obviously. So I'm I'm okay with Desmond Ritter and his value right now because his value, he's going for a a mid to late second round pick for 2024 pick in super flex leagues. And if that on dynasty trade cloud. Yeah. And if he hits, this is the year it's going to work because everybody's riding high on B. Sean Robinson and us included. I mean, I pinpoint this as a run first offense. You went out and bought um, a B. John Robinson with the one Oh nine in the 2023 draft. He has both solid speed and pass catching ability. What does that do? It helps Desmond Ritter. All right. He's going to be overfed. So the potential for for Desmond Ritter to play into the pass at play action works perfect with Bijan Robinson. I'm selling Bijan Robinson before he gets on the field. I'm selling if I have one share and it's in our fun six man league. So I'm not going to trade. Maybe I'll trade him to the bot in that league. Um, (laughs) But um, if I'm if I have him. Yes, it's hard to let go once you acquired him, but get two first, get two first plus. Because I had him the guy on my the dynasty running back number one right now. And what do we say when they hit one, Doug? <laughs> Sell him. I had him on my roster for a day. I had the 102 in a league that I co-managed with my friend Damon. We're a, a rebuild. We're in a super flex league. We have Joe Burrow. We don't really have a great second quarterback. And we got an offer. We said, hey. 101 went Anthony Richardson. We took Bijan at 102. I don't like to build my dynasty rosters around a running back. Um, We have some decent running backs on the squad. But I was like, you know what? Someone sent me an offer. We ended up settling. Not settling. We ended up getting Javante Williams, Christian Kirk, and the 106, which ended up being JSN for Bijan Robinson. And I was completely okay with that. Because I think Javante bounces back. Maybe not this year towards the end of the season. I like Christian Kirk. He was a wide receiver one last year. I don't think he's going to fall off the cliff with Calvin Ridley there. And JSN, I mean, he's the what? The 103 in non-superflex leagues? Mm. So for me, like, okay, I'll take JSN. We needed wide receiver help in that league. So for me, it's like I was able to get multiple pieces for Bijan. Because again, like you said, his value is never going to be higher. Now, if you want the dynasty big brain move, what you need to do because his value just went way down is go get Tyler Algier. Thousand mm. yards in his rookie season. Bijan isn't going to get 350 touches. I don't think it's going to happen. Tyler Algier is a good player. I don't think he's extraordinary, but he's solid, right? Now, imagine in a world where Bijan Robinson goes down with an injury. You've already got Tyler Algier that showed that he can be capable of carrying the load there and be successful on a dog shit offense that was the Falcons last year. That offense should only get better. So for me, go and get Algier. What what would you what would you pay for Tyler Algier? A fourth. Okay, I'd pay a third for Tyler Algier. Um, but that's the kind of dynasty big brain. They bring in Bijan, Tyler Algier's value goes way low. We know how running backs work. How many running Brees Hall got injured in his rookie year and missed the season? So wait, if I if I have Bijan, I'm definitely trying to pick up Tyler Algier on the cheap at, for a for handcuff sure. reason. Even if, if I don't, anyone, go get and you can anyway still get Tyler roster. Algier as a throw-in. And for some reason, Bijan Robinson goes down and his value skyrockets off of that. And you can turn that by of a low end third round pick. I'll say it because a fourth was pretty cheap. Yeah. Um, and then flip him for a mid second round in a win now team that like say something happens to Bijan, he's out for six to eight weeks towards the end of the season. Algiers getting 20 carries. You can flip him I, and get a I mid-second. I can see a world where I agree. Or an early second. Yeah. So I think that's the move. I think Algiers is a t- talented player. 
we don't see many rookie running backs run for a thousand yards these days, especially on teams like the Falcons that weren't very good. Um, so for me, I'm going out and trying to get Algier. Kyle Pitts, we talked about him a little bit. I think he's fine. I think if anything, his values come down a tad, but it's still a little pricey for me. Yeah, it's too rich. I'm sorry. He's he's dynasty number two behind Mark Andrews on DLF. Um, finally, they they both have usurped um, Travis Kelsey, Kelsey somehow. Um, but he he's coming off a grade two MCL sprain from last year in week 11. He missed the rest of the season, so we don't know what would have happened down the road. Um, should be ready for training camp. He is more of a receiver than a tight end. We know that. Um, but I'll sell and not look back if it's a team where I'm already stacked at tight end. Um, I, I don't I don't see how it works. I, I think Bijan takes away from some of his value, but it also could help open up the offense a little bit for Kyle Pitts. So it's, I mean, he's worth two firsts right now on, on Dynasty Trade Calculator. If I can get two firsts, in the tight end premium league for Kyle Pitts, I'm doing it and not looking back. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. If you can get two firsts in the 2024 class, maybe you pivot and be like, I'll use one of those firsts for Brock Bowers. Like, sure. Um, we shall see. So everyone Marvin has a Harrison, price, as they perhaps. say in New Jersey, right? Everybody's got a price. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, for me, I only have Pitts in the league that I have Tyler with, and we traded to get him, which he didn't tell me about, but whatever. I remember um, that. Yeah, you know, we all do. Um, <laughs> that's the only uh, only roster. We called DHHHR on that one. I did, and they they did not return my call because no, I think that Tyler is like the DHHR bot, and he's yeah, just he like, takes in the the issue forms. That bastard. Um, anything else on the Falcons, as Tyler calls them? No, I, I think uh, I think we covered them pretty well. I mean, I don't I don't really see too much else. Corderell Patterson. Could be a sneaky little ad. So they're going to use him at receiver more this year, which makes sense because their depth chart sucks. Yeah, Matt Collins, Scotty Miller. I mean, there's nobody in there for a slot role. Corderell Patterson seems to fix that, fit that pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. As long as he doesn't have to carry the ball 25 times in a game, which he won't without no. Jeer there. Obviously, Robinson there. You'll use um, him for I some trick plays, see, kickoff returns. Yeah, I think you Maybe use him in the him, slot a little bit. I think you could see him filling in more as a slot role type yeah. receiver, kind of active but not too active. I don't know how fantasy relevant it's going to be, but if you have him a late round pick, he's a late round stash and in anything, he was a classic. Like when he had his breakout year two years ago, like if he didn't sell, you should have seen him coming. Yeah. Any, any late eight, you know, late year. He's like last week's meatloaf. Yeah. You look at it, it might smell good, but you're like, do I really want to heat this up? No. Cause when you heat it up, it smells really bad. Yeah. Exactly. Kind of like, uh, you know, me in the summer in the sun. Ooh, heat me Gross. up. Ooh, not good. Not How's good. that cast coming along? Stinky and itchy yet? Uh, luckily, the you cast. You powder action going? No, the cast has not been itchy whatsoever. And when it comes to stink, this is my third cast. So this one smells one's like only, an old dog's foot. This one's only like 10, 10 days old. So it's not terrible. It gets oh, cut off okay. on the 11th. Not my arm, the cast. Uh, so we've got one more podcast. <laughs> Oh, see what I did there. But and then I will be, then I'll be castless uh, after July 11th, which is good because I'm going to visit Tyler and uh, my friend Damon, who I co-manage a league uh, the 20th of July. So I'll be out there with just a brace, no cast. I can go swimming again. It's beautiful. The, the you know, the, the weather's starting to get warmer so I can actually go into, into the pool instead of kind of waiting. Um, when we were away for our anniversary, I did get in the hot tub and I, I sat there like this. And then it was dry, and I sat there like this for a little while. So it wasn't terrible. Rise, it um, reminds me of Steve, Steve Buscemi in uh, Grown Ups when he's – He can't move. When he can't move. I thought you were going to say Con Air, and I was going to get concerned. I was like, what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, man. So before we get out of here, I do want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Dynasty Nerds. Rich and team run an awesome website. They're working on an app that will be out. I believe Tyler is in currently uh, beta. He's not the he's master in test of the mode. Beta. He's part of the test scenario. Yeah, he's the master beta uh, when it comes to Dynasty Nerds. Uh, go on DynastyNerds.com, sign up for the Nerd Herd, use code DHH, and you'll get 15% off of any subscription. They've got trade tools, extra episodes, prospect film room, prospect scores, Dynasty GM, all sorts of awesome tools on there. So check out DynastyNerds.com. And if you're looking for a fancy new T-shirt or a hat for the summer, check out Verdian Global. 
Lots of cool stuff on there. Just search DHH or Dynasty Happy Hour uh, if you want to support us. Getting some apparel is always a good way to do it. I feel like we're a rock band. Like the rock bands don't make any money off the music. It's like if they sell shirts and apparel, that's where they make the most money. Um, so go rock some DHH gear. Or if you want to support an even better cause than us, go on RotoWare. Get yourself a Scott Fishbowl 13 shirt. Or, or fantasycares.org. Or fantasycares.org where they have a billion designs. And they're oh, yeah. all so freaking cool. I'm actually mm-hmm. disappointed because Rotoware has three designs. And I was like, really? They have way better ones over on Fantasy Cares. So I may have to pick up those shirts. James, what do you think of the, the shirt that you picked up from them? Comfy? How's it fit? What's the size I like? Have, I have four that I got. Nice. I got my division. I think the they've had over a thousand Pats, orders, King which is Stakes. great. And they're 25 bucks a piece and they all go to charity. Yep. Um, it's for the kids. So I got one. I got the high noon one, which was pretty cool the, nice. the shirt itself very very lightweight it's definitely a summer okay. shirt good um, you're seeing the coca-cola logo here i got the blue moon logo because that was cool yeah and then um what was the other one i got yeah i got three beverages coca-cola high noon and blue moon and then yep. i got my divisional shirt that i'll be rocking uh next nice. sunday I picked up the Baskin Robbins one off of Rotoware and I I love the Rotoware shirts i was a little leery of like switching over to a different company but I may do it because there's so many designs that I really liked. Um, so the Doritos we, one was cool. Gatorade. Like, there's a bunch uh, this year. All, I love the theme of Scott Fishbowl this year. Yes, absolutely. Before we go, Jamie said, when's Debbie Happy Hour coming back? Um, great question. We'll have to ask Tyler. I don't know that it is, but we will give that feedback to Tyler. Uh, so thank you, Jamie, for being active in the chat. You can and asking DM us questions. at Dynasty Happy Hour on Twitter and find out. Yes, that is very, very true. So I want to thank all of our sponsors today. I want to thank James for accompanying me along this journey of the NFC South. It's a Absolutely. weird division. It's wide open, I think. Uh, anyone could win it, even the Bucks, Probably, not. probably um, not. But a very interesting division from a fantasy perspective. Um, I think he the says, Saints please... could take it. Yeah, we shall see. Their defense is good. So uh, that is going to wrap us up for this week. Next week, all three of us. I know, James, you'll be there. It's not going to be too partying hard at the, the, the live draft. You'll be fine. We shall see. Yeah, we shall see. But So the Triforce should be back next week. I'm really looking forward to hear James' stories from his Scott Fishbowl draft in Philadelphia. And then I'll share mine the following week in Boston. So it'll be a great time. And uh, for Tyler, we miss you, buddy. Uh, hopefully everything's going well. We'll see you next week here on the Dynasty Happy Hour. Happy Independence Day, America. <laughs> <laughs>